1: Oh yeah, that's the wrong. This is, this is the, that's the wrong coming
2: live from the wrong music on the wrong podcast.
1: Oh yeah, it's I the, should figure the out the these buttons where we play the
2: music for the wrong show. This is apathetic enthusiasm. God, what, a, what an asshole! All right, there we go. That's that's the right one. That's <laughs> better. It's, it's, we've had we've had an off week. You know? we, we,
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome to apathetic enthusiasm. I'm Brandon, and I'm Travis, the master of the control soundboard, (laughs) and
2: professional uh, (laughs) radio people. That's that's us, you and me.
1: You know, I I, this this Rodecaster Pro is is better. They've upgraded the 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 firmware for it, Um, but I but in the act of trying to get it fixed and all that type of stuff, all the sounds that I had on there before are gone. So
2: now it has like reload them with funny.
1: With funny like a walks and snakewax,
2: <laughs> gotta gotta get those drops ready. Uh, well, <laughs> yes, uh, as we said, I'm Travis. He's Brandon. This is Apathetic Enthusiasm, the show where we talk about the things that we feel like talking about. Uh, and as we have done for several years in the past, uh, we there's a, a little a little show in uh, I believe Los Angeles, California, uh, mm-hmm. talking about video games, and we like to recap that. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be digging into our E3 recap uh, in in the better part of this episode. But before we get into any of that, uh, let's let's hit up our social medias. If you want to follow us online, you can follow this podcast at apathusiast. Uh, I, I am at Jugglemino. He is at Barnyard Cruise. That's with a Y. <laughs> uh, we are on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Apathetic Enthusiasm Show, Instagram apathetic underscore enthusiasm. You can send us an email at apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com or hit up our website, apathetic we are streaming live right now to both of you on Twitch at twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm or Hell on YouTube yeah. at youtube.com slash channel slash link in the description. Make sure you listen to the podcast. Uh, and, of course, you can support this show as well as our other podcasts financially over at patreon.com slash rickandmortypod. Yes, we use the other podcast for that hyperlink. Uh, but heck, that's it. Heck yeah. You, you know, I, I set up another Patreon uh,
1: for for all the shows and then I don't think I ever got past the uh the, the step where I'm like, yeah,
2: let's implement it. Yeah, let's watch it. it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know you know if you wanna you wanna support us, if you if you enjoy this content, you can you can do it that way. I, I, I like to picture as I'm rattling all those things off very quickly, somebody that's like in their car in traffic, like Trying to get our Twitter handles <laughs> and having to like write it down and uh yeah, you know, they that, that's an just, extremely
1: optimistic way of looking at our our, our listenership. The important listenership. Uh, yeah. because we know that if you're listening to this right now, you already follow us on all those important social media outlets. Absolutely. It's and we're so we're 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 hawking to the choir.
2: Hawking. Hawking. What are we hawking? <laughs>
1: We're we're hocking our links to the choir. (laughs) Uh, All
2: right. Well, without any further, I mean, Brandon, is there anything, any non-E3 topic you want to discuss before we get into this? I'm back from vacation in case anyone's concerned. I I safely uh, circumnavigated the East Coast
1: yeah Ooh. you, you, you wanna talk about that so uh, my my friend Jesse, he hit me up and he's like, oh I, I listened to your podcast the other day, the one talking about road trips and um, I think this is a great way to just just follow up, close close the loop close the of the loop. road trips. yeah. Uh, yeah, the uh, road
2: trip it? was fine. I, I highly recommend road tripping in a minivan uh, because you have ample space. it's very comfortable. Uh, it is a smooth ride. Uh, and yeah, I drove a lot, got to see friends, family, uh, sites. I, uh, I visited New York city for all of about five hours and it rained on me the entire time I was in New York city and, Ooh, uh, hot news from, uh, like a week ago, uh, that small helicopter that, that crashed, uh, it happened like a block away from me when I was in New York city. It was, it was really crazy. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm in this giant city and like, it's raining and I'm keeping track of my kids. And then all of a sudden all these emergency vehicles start like coming by and we're like, Whoa, what's going on? Is that the normal amount of emergency attention for an event in New York city? I don't know. I'm new here. And, and, but then we're like, they just kept coming. We're like, wow, that's, that's a lot of stuff. And then they're like closing down the street and we're still walking around. And then I get the CNN notification on my Apple watch, uh, helicopter crashes on top of building in midtown Manhattan. That's yeah. And I looked at Sheena and I was like, Sheena, we're in midtown Manhattan. Like (laughs) weird. Uh, and Sheena. We're flying a helicopter right now, <laughs> um, and and sadly, like a, a, a firefighter, like lost his life in that crash. And I I don't mean yeah. to make light of that situation at all, uh, but just the fact that I was the only time in my life I was in New York City. Um, national news was happening at the same time. So, jeez, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, saw saw a little saw a little bit of New York. Saw like a little bit of Washington D.C. with with the fam and it was only enough in in both occasions to make us like really want to plan longer trips to those locations. So, oh ah, yeah, yeah. Was, there were good yeah. little bite-sized sampler tastes of of different spots, but uh overall it's a good trip, uh very tiring, very exhausting, and I was very excited to be back at home at the end of it.
1: You know, the the, the thing we don't we don't need to have a, a whole episode on road trips again, but but I think that I road trips they they emphasize certain places that you want to spend more time in uh, that you know you you wouldn't just up and say like you know I want to spend two weeks in uh, New York without ever having been there. Yeah. But the road trips they they say they 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 give you that kind of like like oh you know what this this is something I want to see more of yeah. oh this rest stop in Arizona. No. Yeah,
2: i'm good i'm not planning any long-term stays at this rest Let, stop
1: let's skip winslow don't need a corner uh by the I've, way i stood, I've been I've stood to, on that corner damn,
2: in winslow arizona such
1: a fine stood site. on that damn corner so many times i'm like I mean, you know what i don't need to do this
2: anymore uh <laughs> typical west coast kids who probably road trips through the same highways in our youth um yeah but uh, kids did great it was, it was it was a good vacation um it also reminded me that i need to take more vacations um because yeah, i yeah. haven't been doing that a lot in the last few years so uh yeah maybe maybe a vacation uh i don't know to, to florida or something or <laughs> uh, maybe to los angeles next year for Ooh. Uh, the electronic entertainment expo or whatever <gasps> e3 stands for uh yeah maybe maybe you can get out there maybe your job will send you. Yeah I doubt it. Uh <laughs> all right so um all right. yeah but the, be- E3 happened during my road trip so I like I only got to catch bits and pieces of it when I wasn't sightseeing but uh what was your level of engagement as E3 was underway?
1: E so this this E3 La- compared to last year last year we went into discord and we tried to like have a kind of live interaction as the announcements came on like on e3. group
2: watch party type yeah
1: yeah 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 this year was was if i don't know if this is the same as it was last year but i felt like e3 was over this last weekend yet they did all the announcements for all the big stuff Far before <laughs> this weekend, yeah, and yeah. and it, it's almost like you know the NFL draft, where the NFL draft used to be like one night, and then they they
2: expanded it to be like let's get as much it's exposure. A week for this. of NFL drafting, yeah, um, yeah. There's that. There's an element to that. There's also like these ebbs and flows with E3 announcements, where like sometimes. There's a ton of brand new announcements and brand new things that that are that are announced, and you're like, ah, oh, like, oh shoot, you're muted.
1: You oh, somebody, somebody hit you up and said you're muted. Yeah, Omar uh, just, yeah, Omar, just
2: Omar me. hitting us up on. Uh, so you should be able to hear Brandon now. My bad, guys. <laughs> that one's on me. Uh, Way to
1: go! Way to go! numb nuts is what omar says uh by the way i don't think omar would call you numb nuts if he knew that it was your fault
2: yeah Um, no he's and it's fine i but but omar can can hear us now so we're good to go thank you omar uh that's what we get for trying something new on our live streams uh and and that will be completely irrelevant to the podcast listeners but thanks for listening on the podcast guys you're our number one yeah i said it i said it stream watchers (laughs) uh but anyway uh yeah, like there are some E3s where like there's tons of new announcements and it's like, oh, new, all these new consoles are getting announced or, oh, they're finally going to announce uh, Smash Brothers and Fallout 76 and all these, you know, huge AAA titles. And then there's years where they're like, hey, here's a game we announced last year. It's coming out this year, guys. <laughs> or- Battletoads. <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know, like, uh, what, Cyberpunk, what is it, 2077 20, 20, or something?
1: 2077, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like,
2: that was a game that, when it got announced last year, looked amazing, uh, we hyped it up a little bit on the podcast, and now they're like, hey, it's still coming out, it's closer to done, it's got, <laughs> it's, it's got Keanu Reeves in it, guys. Oh, my God. You
1: know, we we should have an entire episode. Side note: We should have an entire episode on Keanu Reeves and the. I'm the writing Kean- that in the
2: show notes right now. The Keanuissance.
1: He he's he's going he's undergoing a renaissance, a Keanuissance, uh, and and special shout out to Billy Postel who gave me that 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 term.
2: A Keanuissance.
1: Um, yeah, he's oh. like, cause for for a long time you didn't you didn't hear of Keanu like he had done the matrix and he'd done stuff here there and everywhere but once john wick came out it's like let's talk about keanu reeves and how awesome he is and how he doesn't actually uh hug women in pictures yeah he has he the like, floating
2: hand thing right like uh mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. hand mm-hmm. hover
2: mm-hmm. uh he has is, the hand hover yeah that's fine
1: the he's patented move
2: uh Good guy Keanu Reeves. That's going to be an episode coming up soon on Apathetic Enthusiasts. Guys, just wait Do it you, out. Do, you uh, do you
1: remember when they had sad Keanu Reeves, those, those yes. sad Keanu memes?
2: I think I saw 3D printed sad Keanu Reeves uh, <laughs> statuettes um, yeah. at one point in my life. Uh, yeah, right. so between now and when we actually record that episode, I promise to watch the first two John Wicks. And moving on, uh, uh. so... <laughs> Dexter's seen more John Wicks than you. <laughs> my seven year old. Dexter's seen a lot more things than I have. So yeah. Um all right, let's let's not go like studio through studio. Let's not go um, like what what was the one takeaway of all the things that you sort of saw from E3 that you were just like, really, yes, that's something I'm really excited about. That's something I really want to play. Oh, man, there's just
1: so there's just so many things. And let me let me just scroll through. Uh, now I, I don't I don't know. You know, it's 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 funny. I don't, I don't actually know if this is funny. It's not funny in the sense that people are going to laugh at it. But it's funny that I'm playing a lot more video games nowadays than I have in the last two, three years. Uh, because because Matt's <laughs> Matt's back in Matt's, my life.
2: Matt's back in your life. Yeah.
1: Um, but I'm uh, I'm not like super like excited about any particular announcement. There are a lot of cool announcements, mm-hmm. um, but none not a whole lot that are like whoa blow me away. Uh, I will I will say this though, I never played Baldur's Gate one. I never played Baldur's Gate two. But I have played Divinity Original Sin 2, and it was fantastic. And Baldur's Gate 3 was announced, and they showed some images.
2: Uh, for For those of you listening to the podcast, uh, which is all of you, um, we, I think, mutually <laughs> I just, discovered. Uh, did you know that the Baldur's Gate 3 was announced prior to, like, yeah. 15 minutes ago?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, right. so because uh, Divinity Original Sin was produced by Larian Studios, who are producing Baldur's Gate three, mm. and uh, yeah, I was I'm, I'm stoked about it because D- DOS two is just a great game that 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 John and I have played. That you were bored watching. I gave you <laughs> guys a hard time to- about
2: it, and then we played D and D for six months, and now I'm like, all right, that might actually not be too bad. And this Baldur, I as we're scrolling through E3 announcements, uh, I see that Baldur's Gate Three is based on D D Fifth Edition uh, instead of Second Edition, which the first two Baldur's Gate games are based on. We play D Fifth Edition. Uh, <gasps> that's that's something we do. Um, and there's this cool uh, teaser trailer for Baldur's Gate Three where you have this like human knight guy that all of a sudden like starts like puking blood and morphs into a mind flayer and sort of floats away. And uh, it just looks really cool. I'm, I'm curious like what the actual gameplay like graphics and, and things will look like. But um, if you're a big Baldur's Gate fan, hit us up. Let us know what to expect with Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, but that was not for me the thing that I was really super excited about until about 15 minutes ago uh and omar in the <laughs> chat mentions it mentions uh breath of the wild sequel which was yes. sort of the the one more thing uh from the nintendo direct uh, announcements and that's that that i'm excited for i i enjoyed breath of the wild uh except the announcement was hey we're thinking about it i mean it's that we're working on it like there it there's no announcement that it's like coming out this year or even next year it's just that they are working on it which is good it's good to know that there will be that game but the other Zelda game yeah. that they announced Link's Awakening uh, actually had me a little bit more jazzed because it's I don't know it mm. it looks kind of fun I like the announcement <laughs> with a little like dungeon builder like element where you can like collect dungeon rooms and then build like little layouts and play. Th- I don't know. Uh, if it looks like it's probably a switch game, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 Uh,
2: so yeah, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd play that. I'd, um, whenever my son lets me use the switch.
1: <laughs> go, go. Uh, I, I want to, okay. Okay, let's talk about Link Awakening first. Uh, Link's Awakening first, the re- the remaster making of it, um, and then then talk about Breath of the Wild again. Uh, I don't know if I ever beat Link's Awakening, um, but it was a staple of the Super NES era, and I'm glad that they are remaking it. It's and a, that it's a are-
2: Game Boy classic, as TechRadar refers to it. A Game Boy Classic? Yeah. Link's Awakening? Yeah. What? Um while announcing uh, the release date for this hotly anticipated reimagining of the Game Boy Classic. Yeah. Let
1: me let me do a let me do a quick
2: Google search. Let's let's fact check tech radar. We some hard hitting hard hitting news here. Um Let's see. Yeah, I don't Uh, know that I played. Yeah,
1: published by Nintendo for the
2: Game Boy. I I don't Uh, know that I played Link Awakening, like the original version. I don't know that I did.
1: Uh, Link to the past. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay.
2: That which originally they originally were dumb piece of shit. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I played. Play. Yeah, Link to the past. Yeah. 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 But it looks so. Uh, It looks so cute. Look at the. I mean the little the art design and the.
1: Oh, ah. so. I'm excited about it now because it's not a remake of. Uh, <laughs> it's of not
2: the remake of the one you thought it was remaking.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good with it now. Um, <laughs> is uh, maybe we should maybe do a Zelda episode at some point in time? because Write it I'm, in I'm the notes,
2: Zelda episode.
1: Because uh, uh, Breath of a Wild, Breath of the Wild, the second one, um, there aren't a whole lot of direct sequel Zelda games. Um, and and I I'd like to I like to explore that a little bit, a little yeah. Further, yes,
2: yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we should get our our uh, like our old geek aid pals to to, to to who are super smart on this stuff. <laughs> every, uh, every every time uh, like there's like an E3, I feel like I know nothing about games compared to those guys. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Chris Chris knows so
2: much. Chris, Chris is like the Nintendo. Um, Genie,
1: yeah. Um, uh, so, so on, on the re- on the remake front, uh, I do want to say uh, I didn't watch the Final Fantasy VII because um, I did play Final Fantasy VII. It was amazing. Um, I'm not super as stoked about it as other folks are, but the other remaster that that's coming out, I was a Final Fantasy VIII guy in in junior high school uh, with with Squall and. And all the all the big sword blade type gun blade things. Uh, so they're remastering that. They're releasing that. I'm I'm interested and in, I'm excited to to play that through that again. That's a game that uh, when I um, when I was in college era. I was ditching school to play all through Final Fantasy 8 like <laughs> like you know what uh, I'm going to risk getting in trouble to level up past the third press second disc. All
2: right. Or, all right. I still haven't played a Final Fantasy game. Probably will at it. some point.
1: <laughs> that's okay. Divinity uh, Baldur's Gate 3 or Final Fantasy. We'll see which one you play first.
2: Well if Baldur's Gate is multiplayer, then we'll just play that together with John, and maybe <laughs> Kevin, and we'll just maybe Kevin. We'll just stop playing we'll, d
1: We'll stop playing D&D and d we will play actual video games.
2: Uh, uh, yeah. So um, other other highlights from from Nintendo because that's the, the the main one that I watched. Um, I was playing Luigi's Mansion Two on my 3DS uh, on this road trip. Uh, like the day before uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 was announced. So, mm. hooray for that. Uh, I want to talk for a second about Animal Crossing New Horizons uh, coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, are you familiar with sort of like the bigger story that's going on with this?
1: No. Okay. No, I had it on my phone. I'm like, animals are... They're trying to cross a road. So for starters, like I'll, I'll,
2: I'll come out and say <laughs> Animal Crossing. I've played some Animal Crossing. I enjoy the game. Um, it's a fun little community farm building type type of game, um, and and the new trailer like it has some other elements in this where it looks like I will like this one even more. But the big thing about this is it's a game that was announced last year, I think at E three, uh, and it was given a 2019 release date. And in this year's Nintendo Direct, they said they gave the new trailer and said it's being worked, but that they were delaying the release date to 2020, I believe. And there was a bit of fan outrage uh, because they're like, why are they delaying this game? But the reality is Nintendo's like, our developers were being overworked And it was unhealthy for them. And we thought it was better to take care of the people making the game than rush to get this game out to production. Uh, And I can respect that. I, I want games to play as much as the next person. But I don't want that to be at the detriment of somebody's health and well-being. I mean and and maybe that's just the side of me that manages software developers and, yeah. and and cares about their well-being. Um but yeah, I I totally
1: get it. And and that and that's why you're so understanding for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie animators <laughs> <laughs> who we'll have to who we'll have to recreate everything before the opening in 2020.
2: Yeah, they they could just delay that movie indefinitely, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs>
1: but um, well, so so the kiddo, he was like, I want to see that, even with the even with the bad design. So you know, it's it comes back down to us as adults. We're like, don't ruin our childhood, you money mongers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And,
2: and then kids are like, I don't really think he looks that bad. He looks funny. And yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> If he's not animated like the 1990s cartoon, <laughs> I don't want to see it. You're not. You're not
1: watching that. Um, speaking of money mongering, uh, so one of the things that that came out from E3 was this is this going to wow you. This is going to wow you. Is this it a was an announcement. No. no. What? No, I don't think you said one. wow. Did, just oh, <laughs> low hanging fruit. Yeah, it, that would have made more sense if I. If I knew what they were going to come out with, but uh, you know, Blizzard has their own stuff. It is, uh, it's that Fallout seventy six is going to have NPCs. Whoa! What a revolutionary concept. <laughs> um, so they're going to have NPCs now in the game. All right, single player. Um, so how how that's do cool. they?
2: I I didn't I didn't I've after all the hype and and long time listeners will will remember how hyped i was for 76 uh just didn't stick with the game that long just uh we tried we i mean we gave it a good effort but uh and there's still i'm i'm still following the 76 subreddit there're still people that are active in the game but you're, i saw you're a following
1: po- it but you're not following I'm it.
2: not i'm not active in the subreddit <laughs> um yeah. But yeah there's still like there was a post like the last day or two that was talking about how there are still games that are fun or still weapons in the game that are fundamentally broken and don't work correctly <laughs> um and and yeah like so it's it still had you know a, a significant amount of challenges but I am curious how they're gonna work that NPC thing is it is it gonna be like single player missions that you go off and do by yourself or sort of co-op campaigns that you can still play through? Like, have you,
1: yeah. So, so there's an article that, that came out a little bit ago on PC gamer um, talking about the, the NPCs and uh, how will the human NPCs work It'll be a system not unlike Fallout 4, though you're mostly going to be seeing these NPCs in instanced areas. Mm -hmm. Uh, The quote is, obviously, if I kill an NPC in the game, other people need to be able to interact with that NPC. So they'll be in closed areas, frankly, and other areas where we can control the environment better than an exterior. So they're not going to be strolling around freely on the map, but you have to go visit them in specific regions that are separated from the rest of the world.
2: All right. Um, Maybe that'll uh, save the uh, game. Who knows?
1: Who, who, who knows who knows yeah uh um, i was talking i was talking about fallout 76 the other day with with omar oh omar. um and he's like i don't care that that game is trash so it was a very one-sided discussion <laughs> there was another co-worker ours who who still plays the game um and he's like oh, i have fun with it and to be fair i had fun with it as well but there were bugs and then my computer crashed so there's no mm. reason to go back.
2: To yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, I have people that I work with that also continue to play it. They play it quite a bit, uh, mm. and I did pay money for it. So mm. no reason why Maybe. I can't go back to it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not right now. So what cool. do I, what do what do we look like Fallout fans? What is that what do we look like Fallout? Oh, you can't see it on screen. There are multiple Fallout things. On that shelf. Excuse me. All right. Uh, Another game worth mentioning, uh, for better or worse, uh, is a Star Wars game, which is brought to us by the good folks at EA. Um, Also, Respawn is is involved with this. Uh, I think they work on a little game called Apex Legends. That's right. Um, Yeah. So, this is uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. and this is a single-player Star Wars game that takes place pre-Episode 3. It looks like it takes place pre-Rogue 1. Um, yeah. Looking at some of the gameplay and some of the characters that are in it, it uh, it seems to fall... The Forest of Whitaker. The, yeah, forest yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, but it, at, at first glance, it looks pretty decent. Um it is. It is not Battlefront Two. It is not a you know multiplayer shooter experience. And EA has said that they learned some lessons and did some things wrong with Battlefield Two. Um, Battlefront, yeah. Or Battlefront, yeah. Uh, so hopefully, maybe. Yeah. Th- this
1: this this type of game
2: this like
1: Force Unleashed-esque type of game. Yeah. Uh, single-player is... Certainly EA knows they made mistakes, uh, some of them intentionally. And this is like... Battlefront is a multiplayer game. This is a single-player game. So they're completely different (laughs) lessons to be learned from the games. That's definitely fair. I... Matt and I, because Battlefront Two is on EA Access, and so like downloaded, like oh yeah, let's, let's let's play this together. And I don't want to back when when the other Battlefronts uh, for Xbox was was out, you could just have your instance game with your friends and you wouldn't have to go this massive massively multiplayer type world so the other day we we, tr- we loaded up we're like oh cool let's just do like some single like co-op training missions at least and there's none of that there's there's nothing where it's just him and i can go sh- kill some stormtroopers uh and he, you know for for star wars fans and you you don't want to have to always go with a bunch of strangers, really with any game. You, you we don't always need to be with a bunch of strangers to, to have fun and, yeah, and want yeah. to be a part of that world. So, yeah. so anyways, uh, so they, they made a mistake. And I just want I just wanna I just want to take a spaceship. I want to get in the X-Wing, and i want to fly to a Star Destroyer, get out of the X-Wing, and then take out the generator, hop back in the X-wing, and fly out of it. Is that so difficult, EA?
2: Just just take my suggestions, make a game to fit my needs. That's all I'm asking for. F Um, them. I don't know. Yeah, it's another Star Wars game. Looks looks kind of cool. They're not releasing it on Switch. Um, So sorry, Nintendo fans. Uh, But (laughs) uh, it'll be out on most other platforms. So good, good, good for them. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It looks like a linear Star Wars game. So I don't know. Sure, sure does. and uh, any uh, other speaking m- of Star Wars games
1: though? Any other major uh, news? Contra
2: Rogue Core? Core? Are you really excited? That game looks
1: no. That, uh, that, that game that's a, weird. It's like it's like a weird top-down version of Contra. Yeah. But the the Star Wars app uh, they're coming out with a new Star Wars Legos game, Star Wars Lego game mm-hmm. that has all nine episodes of the saga, uh, which means yes, the unreleased. Episode nine, Rise of Skywalker, is part of that. Um, From from what the news the articles are saying, the folks who are working on the game haven't even started on that last (laughs) episode because they haven't been the the plot hasn't been released. They
2: they haven't been included in the NDA. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Uh, But uh, they. the they've been saying about the Star Wars Lego games, th- this new one, that it's it's a much more um, closer behind the shoulder view than the standard Star Wars Lego games.
2: Oh, wow. OK, that's interesting. Because, uh, yeah, those usually are the characters seem really far away, sort of. Um, all right. Well, uh, the Outer Worlds is back. That that game's supposed to be coming out. It It's uh, do you remember that announcement from last year? Uh, no i don't it's (laughs) clearly it is uh oh who's the developer um obsidian entertainment uh so it's it's very much like fallout style uh it's like it's like the fallout game that we didn't get when 76 came out um because it's again very npc based and you're out on the frontier space though with this one and um, you can kind of choose how you interact with characters if you want to be a hero or a villain or just kind of psychotic and mm-hmm. a little bit of both. Um, but it looks cool if you're into that kind of action RPG sort of thing. Uh, could be could be sweet. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, one other game Great. to talk about, the game I've been playing, uh, is Trover Saves the Universe. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we talked about this a little bit on... Uh, International RSS and probably on this podcast a little bit too. Uh, Trover Saves the Universe came out uh, for PS uh, VR and for PC over the last like month now, and uh, I streamed a little bit of Trover uh, the night it came out on PC, and then uh, played it a little bit more uh, a couple other days. It's so Justin Roiland. This game is
0: <laughs> through
2: and through. Like. Half, if not more than half, of the characters in the game are voiced by Justin Roiland. Um, and then the other half are voiced by uh, the, the typical crew of characters. you got a couple of Rob Schraub's. There's uh, um, Ridley. Ryan Ridley does some. Uh, some other uh, familiar voices from Rick and Morty and other uh, Roiland creations. Uh, The game is pretty funny, um, but it is a cool, like, platformer, puzzle-solving type game, too. And and the one thing that I will say about it is because it's not a traditional type of VR. A lot of VR makes you be the, like, center of attention and, like, the person doing everything, the hero of the story. And this game, like, Trover is kind of the hero. He's the one doing a lot of the work but you are a chair Orpian who is working with him and controls Trover from within the game. And so uh, your character in the game sits in a chair all the time, and that means you get to sit in a chair when you're playing it. Uh, But you move around the environment, and you move like up and down, and you're able to interact with the environment personally, but also move Trover around and stuff so it's kind of like a standard platformer or like action platformer in a lot of ways but your perspective is very different because your perspective isn't sitting on the couch watching the game through a screen your perspective is sitting in a chair inside the game (laughs) so Trover could be behind you Trover could be up on a hill somewhere but you're floating up in a chair 30 feet up uh, so that you can find that right hidden uh, power baby or whatever it is that you're looking for. So yeah,
1: cream, cream power babies. Green power
2: babies. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: seems to getting me high.
1: Are you? Are you? Uh, how how far into it are you? Have you? Have you? Uh, from your vacation, have you started playing it again?
2: Uh, I played probably like one full like level um, since my vacation um didn't have a lot of time back uh or uh, like a lot of downtime the weekend i got back uh but i've gotten decently far into it um if i had to estimate i'm at least 60 percent through it oh Um, geez yeah but at on launch day they also said that they're coming out with dlc for it so yeah it's yeah i don't know
1: free Tibet, free dlc you know it's the it's a new 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 generation it's a new way Uh, i i was i i watched the stream and i watched you play and you know i i love i love roiland just as much as the next rick and morty fan um and i was like man that's a lot of that's a lot of justin roiland Uh, if you if you didn't move from a spot, it was just go back. He would go back and forth with himself or just rambling this just forever and ever.
2: Well, and it's one of those because the game is very story driven and very much like the comedy and the dialogue is a huge part of the game that there are times when you you sit in a spot like intentionally and just to kind of let the dialogue play out beyond wouldn't you think it's done because yeah. then you get those little hidden bits of dialogue where they just keep talking about stuff. And there were times where I would like sit and wait for that, like extra bit of dialogue, but they were done. So then they just start <laughs> over again, They're like to reiterate. Uh, and then they say the stuff that they'd already said, um, which does get kind of repetitive, but uh yeah i mean it's there's some really funny stuff in there i i feel like it's got some replay value because it does ask you to make some choices in the game about how you how you play and i would be interested to go back and play and make the some of the other choices just to see how those scenarios play out as well and uh yeah i don't know it's it's something it's something to bridge that gap between now and november
1: uh, what what would you do differently with Mr. Pop Up?
2: I could destroy Mr. Pop Up's house. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So instead uh, of killing the house full of pregnant women,
1: <laughs> um, you know, so in E three, well, before E three uh, showed up, uh, Borderlands three was announced, and um, I this is kind of like a, a co topic uh with game pass and borderlands 2 so we'll, we'll talk about borderlands 2 because that's the first thing that i mentioned uh borderlands 2 i've been playing that with with matt i, I reloaded it because it's it's on it's on game pass right now and talking about replay value i forgot how how fun that game is and how how cool you there's just so much there's so much stuff to do how how great the combat feels the the guns feel all the different characters that you can level up uh and and playing playing with a kid play with matt uh borderlands 2 is fun and there's there's a dlc out now that like bridges the gap between borderlands 2 and what borderlands 3 the storyline in that will will be um so i just want to give a shout out to borderlands that's I'm looking forward to it. And if you're a PC player, like our friend Kevin, so lucid. Wow. Uh, he he is not going to play Borderlands 3 because uh, what is it? What store is it that they're... Epic. The Epic Games Store. That's right. Exclusive. Uh, uh, he's, not, he's not thrilled about that, which I don't blame him. Uh, but I'm going to play it on Xbox, so whatever.
2: So let's talk about Game Pass for a minute because... I saw some television ad or something that was talking about Game Pass or Microsoft's Game Pass or something allowing you to play both on Xbox and PC. Do you know anything about this?
1: Yeah. Is is that was that a was that a kind of like a hey, here you go.
2: Here's a soft s- like set you up to top. answer? Yeah. I or, or I legitimately like legitimate don't question? know. So if you know the answer oh. you can tell me why why also yay. google it to to fact check
1: <laughs> yeah well uh so you can fact check me that that's fine so the game pass ultimate allow it, i think it's going into beta it allows you to uh for like 20 bucks a month you can play all the all the games that are on game pass on either the xbox or the pc um and you can play them together at the same time so uh, I can play Borderlands 3 with you if you um I think if that's on Game Pass I'll if it hypothetically um so that that's that's kind of what it is so all the in uh, and, and there are PC games on Game Pass that I can't get on Xbox and so and vice
2: this versa. Xbox Game Pass for PC is currently in beta it says it's 4.99 a month Introductory price of four ninety nine a month. The MSRP yeah. is $9.99 per month. Uh with a huge variety of games from- So that
1: that's just for the PC. The ultimate is oh, both PC and Xbox. Okay.
2: All right. I gotcha.
1: Yeah. But but dude, there 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 are so many games on there. And uh, you know, I so l- here's a list of the games I've downloaded from Game Pass that I've played with Matt at some point so need for speed payback uh i've played um like this this other random these other like random like and kind of indie games uh crackdowns on their uh, borderlands 2 i've downloaded some single player games um there's uh banner saga banner saga 1 banner saga 2 there's a there's a sh- there's a crap load of them, and I I thought I had I had I thought I had more memorized <laughs> before I started talking, but there there really are a bunch, and so much so that I'm uh I'm overwhelmed by oh crap where do I start I need to focus on one of these games to get from
2: Uh This is very out, interesting, out. and it looks like Game Pass Ultimate will cost fifteen dollars a month. Uh, that's the confirmed U.S. pricing uh -hmm. Mm signups will be dollar for the first month but yeah Yeah. i i think i'm already like throwing money away every month on a sort of game pass version for um my htc vive uh a vive port subscription i could (laughs) i could i could cancel that lickety split Cause this looks really, yeah. this looks really cool, and it. Um, and then
1: we can start playing games with each other again. I know, again, I know. Since you don't have gold anymore, I,
2: I think I may have accidentally uh, resubscribed. <laughs> uh, I, I might have that on auto renew. Um, but yeah, okay, so that's cool. That's cool, because then I could play yeah. like Sea of Thieves.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sea of Thieves is, is is another one. Yeah. <laughs> Um.
2: All right. Well, that's that's pretty awesome. Gu-
1: Guacamelee. Let me. Uh. I. So Guacamelee. Guacamelee one. Guacamelee two. Uh. Me. me and the kid. You know, seven year old. We. We played Guacamelee one and two, and those games. You know, usually be like twenty bucks, 15, 20 bucks each. Yeah. And, I mean, I got I got basically, game passes has made its money back or i've made my money back something i don't know whatever it's worth it so well, yeah
2: and if i mean and really if you're playing the games and i think that's that's sort of the the trade off right cuz like for me i can get a ton of vr titles to to test out my my vive through viveport and it's a great deal like i throw 10 bucks a month or whatever it was at viveport and then every month I'm trying VR games and some VR games are like, you don't want to invest $30 or $50 in a game because it's really like a short experience or something. And then once you play it once, it's, it's kind of like, all right, well, I've done that. Yeah. But when you do it on like a subscription basis, you can try a lot of things and experience them once, but
1: it, I
2: I don't I, I I have there are many months that go by where I don't even turn my Vive on and then I'm like oh I gave them another ten bucks
1: yeah yeah uh to, in a in a certain way it, it it's almost taking me back to like Blockbuster and before those days where I I could rent a game and be like okay yeah I'll spend five bucks on this game I'll play it over the weekend if I like it then I'll play it more. If if I don't, then cool. Well, I'll check no, it, I'll check it no back risk. out
2: and be that guy at Blockbuster.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I don't I don't know about the I don't don't know about the vibe and the the, the VR piece, uh, but having that type of thing on a console or the PC, I think gets us back to, um, you know what all these different variations of genres that are out there and be like, I don't want to try it. Oh, that's not for me. Cool. I well, don't and it's, any money.
2: I mean, w- this, this is going to get a lot more like sort of philosophical, but in, in terms of like where media entertainment is going now, like it's the struggle that cable companies have against like Netflix and, and, and even like Hulu to an extent where it's like, I pay for Netflix. I pay whatever the Netflix charges every month. And if they're like new shows come out on Netflix all the time and it costs me nothing else like extra to give it a shot. If, if, if a new series comes out on Netflix and I watch the first episode and I hate it, it didn't cost me anything, (laughs) but if I love it, then I can watch the entire series or the entire season. And and get that enjoyment out of it. And Netflix has me and my attention for that period of time. So, you know, for you to pay 10, $15 a month to have access to games that you may not have ever even tried if, if they weren't available to you in this platform, but now that they are like, you're already paying for it. So I'll try it. And then you're like, Guacamole is amazing. Let's let's play <laughs> both of them. Or like you know, like you know, there's some games that you may if 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 the if the cost of entry is sixty dollars to to try Sea of Thieves, and you're like ah, I don't I don't know if I'm gonna like it, uh, but then you get in and play it, and you're like oh actually this is a lot of fun. You know, yeah. it it still doesn't cost you anything extra, and and well, Microsoft's yeah. still getting getting their money out of you
1: yeah like two 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 examples guacamole is not one of those examples but uh uh banner saga is a is a game that i've always heard good things about and i've wanted to try and i've, I've always been like on the cusp of spending money on it and i just i just never did uh, and it's on game pass so i'm like oh finally cool i'll try it out and i really really enjoy it um i haven't been able to finish it because it it takes a lot of time, single-player-wise. Uh, and then the second one is is a purely single-player experience, and it's much more like a personal ex- experience. It's really interesting. Maybe we talked about this. Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch. Um, that's on that's on Game Pass. And that game is... It's all about uh, this person who goes to like their family, mansion, um, and you explore stories about how the family has died in various ways. So <laughs> there are, I'll say mini games, but mini games that explore how, uh, an old, uh, uh how uh, this kid's brother died, um, on a, on a swing. And so like the mini game is like, you just like swinging back and forth and then, like it cuts right as like the, the rope breaks and the kid goes off the cliff. Right. Um and it's it's depressing and it, it it's depressing, but yet it's like, oh, that's that's also life. Like things things happen and everybody has to die eventually. And some die tragically, some die normally. It's just what what happens. Um, but I would never have played that game if it wasn't on Game Pass.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: As an example.
2: That's cool. And so, I, I mean, really, and the other aspect of it is for indie developers, for for smaller development houses that maybe can't get their game out to a broader audience or they can't really afford to market it the same way like big companies would, if, if they can allow, if they can get it as part of these like Game Pass systems, then they're exposure can can really grow and and maybe if there is a game that is really interesting that not a lot of people know about they can they can kind of at least improve that word of mouth advertising because because yeah. more people are trying it because because the risk is is lower for for giving it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's for for faux show for show. For show. Um all right. Well, well, all right. We talked about things. We talked to uh Forza Horizon 4. A Lego Lego Speed Champions expansion. It's coming out.
0: Oh, um, yeah.
2: FIFA twenty FIFA twenty Legacy Edition on FIFA, Nintendo Switch, guys. Hell, hell yeah! Finally, Fine. finally a new FIFA game. Um, yeah. So there's a whole bunch of games. Uh, I'm. Sh- I mean, we didn't cover a ton of these, but. Um, If you really wanted us to talk about Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 or any other game that was announced (laughs) uh, over E3 2019, um, hit us up. Hit us up on social media at Apathousias on Twitter uh, or send us an email at apathousiasmshow at gmail.com. Let us know what games you're super hyped about for E3, uh, what games you've been playing lately and what games we should probably check out. Uh, If you know how to play Baldur's Gate, let us know. Uh, <laughs> uh, Halo and Gears Five. The, Microsoft has things happening. Um, have we talked about Minecraft, like world or whatever?
1: Uh I th- I thought about it, but then I was like, eh, I'm not that interested. Yeah,
2: in it. it's it just it's just not, it's an interesting you know. concept. It's the Pokemon Go for the Minecraft generation. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It looks interesting. It wasn't really an E3 topic, mm-hmm. but it looks interesting. So. Uh, all right. Anything else, Brandon?
1: No. Uh. No. That. That. That should do it. Uh, I. I just saw a brief thing about Mario Maker Two, which we won't play because it's not multiplayer. So to hell with them. Yeah. We. Ha- uh, well, it, it, it is multiplayer, but it's not. It, it. You know the whole the whole. We're, gonna, we're talking. Let's
2: like, let let it out, Brandon. Let it out.
1: Play the whole tagline is play with your friends. Oh yeah. All right. Cool. I'll do that. And then you Nintendo. In their ultimate uh, non-social, uh, whatever they don't have their infrastructure down, whatever to be with friends ever, uh, they're like, well, you can play with people, but there's no way to do play directly with your friends. You have to play purely with random folks. Yeah, that that's, a, that's absurd. It's absurd.
2: I mean, um, there's no reason for me to buy. That's it a anymore. fail. That is a fail on Nintendo's part, and. It is It is always the thing that constantly baffles me about Nintendo is how, how wrong they get. Multi- they do such a good job on single player experiences and uh, just they have such a great collection of intellectual property that they are able to continually release great games featuring Mario and company or uh, you know, Zelda or, you know, Pokemon, all these great properties, but they cannot and, and get they, a they, good multiplayer experience out the door. And,
1: and i I mean, there they're are like exceptions half, to half that. Half asset. They're like half asset, yeah. man. Uh,
2: speaking of Nintendo and speaking of road trips to be at the top of the show, uh, I did visit the Nintendo store in Ooh. Times Square, New York city, uh, Ooh, Roca- la, Rockefeller la. center. Um, it was awesome. Uh, it it makes I, I think uh, on a, on a past podcast we talked about the speculation of a Nintendo theme park, and mm-hmm. that store makes me wish more than anything that there was a Nintendo theme park because that place would be <laughs> amazing. Um, the, the 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 store in in New York City is uh, two stories of wall to wall Nintendo. Uh, there are large, um, sculptures of Nintendo characters, uh, walls of plushes and apparel. Uh, every version of a Nintendo console like ever created is in glass cases for your view and pleasure. Um, every amiibo that has ever been, uh, and so just on, I, I, I went there for my son.
0: Of course, and for me, yeah. and for me, uh, it's, for, it's and, for him. And, not, and we not had a you. blast.
2: It was it was really cool, and and I gotta say, the staff there, top notch, really really great, super <laughs> helpful, very friendly. Uh, so thank you, Nintendo New York.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, very 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 cool, Travis. I just I realized as you were talking about things that. At the very top, at the very beginning of the show, you said, "Well, what jumped out at you about E three? Like, what what was one announcement that, that jumped out at you?" And I, I was very kind of like wishy washy. I didn't really have anything, and it just and it just occurred to me. It just it jumped out at me. You were talking about the Nintendo Store, and you're talking about all these old consoles, old consoles. Konami announced that they are releasing their TurboGrafx sixteen Mini. Yes, and. I am one of like 10 people in the US who had a TurboGrafx 16. And I I saw that and, and Omar, I think he can attest. Uh, I was just like, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I was so excited, and and I think we're at lunch, and I started ignoring everybody because I was reading the news <laughs> on it. Um, but I'm I'm so excited about the TurboGrafx 16 mini. Uh Graphics originally developed by NEC and Hudson. It was like a partnership, and then Konami bought Hudson. So that's why Konami is, is producing this, this console now. Um, but like Bonk's Adventure, Keith Courage, Bloody Wolf, uh, I had a game called Motor Rotor, and Turbo Sports Football, and, and Legendary Axe, all these great games. Uh, I don't know if they'll all be on the Graphics Mini, um, but. Here's sincerely hoping. I'm excited uh, six, about that. That's the last thing I want to say. Six
2: titles have been announced so far. So far, for yeah, North yeah. America and Europe.
1: Uh, Bonk's Adventure is is in J- Japan. Uh,
2: Splatterhouse, yeah, Omar, yeah, damn right. So, damn right. R-Type, Wise Book, uh, One and Two, New Adventure Island, Ninja Spirit, Alien Crush, and Dungeon Explorer. Are all confirmed for North America and Europe? Uh, yeah, yeah. Never, never played a Turbo Graphics sixteen. Never. Oh, don't man. know that I've ever been in the same room as one.
1: You, you know. So you, you look, you look at the the cartridges for the Switch, right? The small little. Uh, you know, they're just they're you know, yay, yay, big. Turbo Graphics to me was. <sighs> How they how they failed it must have been because Nintendo and, and Sega were taking the reins, but they they had just little cards. They had like just these cards about yay big, you know, almost like the size of a credit mm-hmm. card, and that's and that's where your games games were on. And then you could take the take those and you can put them in a Turbo Express portable, the you know their handheld device, and you wouldn't have to. You wouldn't have to buy new games. You could just take that card, put it in the, the the portable device, and play it on the go. Sure, it ate a whole lot of batteries. Yeah, but, yeah. um It was. I I, th- I think they were ahead of their time w- with what they were trying to do, but they just didn't have the sales that the, that they needed. All right.
2: Well, uh, not that the, not that rushed. I have a Silver Raspberry Marvel Pi Pinball. that's set up with, you know, RetroPie or anything. But uh, if I did if i did have that sort of thing i'm sure there would be some turbografx cards or or games that i could uh, potentially play on it if i had that hooked up uh in front of me right right yeah now.
1: it's it's diff it's not it's not the it's, it's not, not the same, same thing the like same. you can have the games on your your retropie that's great but having having these these mini consoles like i don't need the sega mini console i don't need the nintendo I, mini console but i've been looking for a turbografx 16 in pawn shops, in the classic video game stores, for the last fifteen years, and well, will
2: having a mini it, satiate your your desire.
1: Hell yeah, it will.
2: All right, good.
1: Hell yeah, Chelsea. If you're listening to this, which I know you're she not, is not that is what I want for for my next game. I
2: see. Now it's my job as your friend to remember that when she again asks me. What you want for the gift giving holiday, whatever it might be, and a dog, and a dog. What's his name? <laughs> Chubby, a champy.
1: That's so cute, the little shit. Um. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, that I mean that that's all that's all I've got for for this E3 extravaganza 2019.
2: Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. So let us know what you guys think, what what you guys wanted to see, uh, and then we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, with an episode all about either Keanu Reeves or the legend of Zelda, uh, <laughs> or, or whatever else you guys want to talk about. If you guys have a topic that you want us to discuss, uh, hit us up on social media, let us know, uh, what you're interested in. And, and we'll, we'll chat about that. Uh, if you are a new listener to this podcast for starters, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for, for checking it out. uh, if you're listening to the audio only version of this, you probably have some sort of podcatcher that you prefer. Maybe Apple podcast, uh, maybe Spotify, maybe something else. Uh, if you can rate and review this podcast in that podcatcher, uh, that certainly help us out. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. And, um, yeah, just, just uh, you know, share it with a friend. Let, let them know about these yeah. two silly lads that, that talk about video games and such. Um, <laughs> But that's it for this this week. And uh, it's good to be back. Good to be podcasting. And uh, yeah. until next time, I'm Travis.
1: And I am Brandon. And thank you for joining us.
2: That's the right music. That's it. <laughs> I got it right. You hit the down. right button. Don't make me
1: laugh. Don't make, don't make me laugh. I'm fading it in and out.